video can be expensive. So, do you hack at it on your iPhone or do you go through the arduous process in some cases of cost and resourcing and liaising with a professional video marketing? And if you're sick of setting up your own video equipment and all the tech hassles that come with producing your own videos, then there is a more streamlined way to present yourself professionally on your website rather than a crappy quality webcam. And you can do it from the convenience of your desk. It's called the DIY Video Program. The DIY Video Program allows you to create course content, send personalized sales video and emails, record regular video social updates, and look and sound amazing in every video interaction with a single push of a button. You get professional gear and all the video coaching and editing you need to supercharge how you sell, market and teach. Learn more and go to richfilms.com.au slash DIY. And this is only a measure. It can only get better. It can only get better. This is my next step of what I need, Chris, because here I am fumbling around. I'm so busy and my, my business is growing so quickly. And I'm not just talking about for my agency, but my personal business, because I have the different components in my business where I'm making money for clients, but I'm also making money as a creator as, and I guess as an influencer now. And here I am jumping on this podcast with you and my Bose headphones, which should be good quality, aren't, are falling out onto the floor and I'm trying to grab them. And my peppermint tea's falling on the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> seriously, this is it. Like, honestly, this is the solution to my problem. I love that. You've nailed it. You've nailed it. That is a so, pa- it's a package. So for for those listening, we're just we're just on the final drafts of a of a video called Why DIY. That's a bit of a working title. In fact, I'll kick it to you to to see what your thoughts are on the title because at some point we have to come up with some sort of engineer, some sort of uh, thumbnail for yeah. the website. But it's very easy to get te- swept away in technology and what tech does and creation, video creation and content mm. uh, and creativity and blah 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 and all that sort of stuff and and lose sight of what uh, we do in our daily lives and mm. the impact that it makes on giving us more freedom and more choices in in other things in in the areas that we want to progress in life and the goals that we'd like to achieve in our own lives and i think obviously we're in a very unique position of having this but wow. even for what you do melissa i mean i'd argue that the same story is out there yeah. and it's just um how much how much accumulation of of assets and information and testimonials mm. and i mean we're very lucky that we've been documenting pretty much that whole journey from for the last three years or, or beyond actually back in uh, 2018 is when we started uh the the sort of beta versions of this but um but yeah that, so for the, for it's listeners drafted. going what is she going on about that is <laughs> i've just shown her that five minute draft video and, and of course you'll be able to by now see that on the ridge films diy page on the forward slash diy page to have a look at that um but again touching on heartstrings that all the reasons why this mm-hmm. thing is important not the tech, the capabilities, the benefits, all that sort of shit is like secondary. It's never been a very strong point to create why content. So many people say, oh, you've got to start with why. Simon Sinek, start it with why. And it's like, yeah, but that's 
That's not that easy <laughs> for lots of people. So anyway, I don't want to steamroll the intro of this video, but Melissa is joining us on the show. And I just want you in, in all the fluster and fury that's going on in your world at the moment, tell me, <laughs> tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do and, and, and how you help. And then we'll unpack the, uh, the, some of the, um, trauma that we're potentially both <laughs> faced in the last <laughs> five weeks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so in a nutshell, I'm here in Victoria and uh, I am um, an organic, uh, organic marketer. Um, I'm originally from Melbourne. Um, I'm not uh, someone who has a degree in marketing. Um, I come from a very varied background. Um, I'm approaching... Uh, the half a century mark uh, in age, and um, I'm self-taught marketer. I come from, uh, I, I was a theatrical makeup artist, so I worked in uh, film and photography as a makeup artist for many years, became a flight attendant, flew around the world, uh, then had kids and decided to get back into makeup, uh, you know, to do weddings and that sort of thing. By that age, I wasn't interested in film and TV and everything. And, and what I discovered was to market myself, I thought, oh, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And, you know, I, when I, I left school and the reason why I mentioned about being almost half a century was, you know, I didn't learn the internet. Um, you know, we didn't mm. learn the internet. We had typewriters and, and I thought, okay, I've got to learn this. And then I discovered I had a real knack for it. So it's about 10 years ago. So then fast forward, people started to come to me and ask me, how I was doing it, and then it kind of just morphed into, okay, well, I'll just teach people how to do this online. And then fast forward, now I have an agency and it just became, you know, the whole organic marketing and the psychology behind it. So now I have an agency which is called Abundant Life Studio, but a byproduct of that has become um, also myself as a brand. So now I also earn money um, as a creator um, on Facebook, um, I had two YouTube channels. One isn't really that profitable at the moment. It's more a lead generation tool for my business. Um, the other one, go figure, is in Pakistan. And it's a reaction video channel. Um, I was approached. I uh, make reaction videos for TV channels in Pakistan and I make money from that. Um, but What's yeah, a reaction video? Of, What's that? Oh, I just, they just asked me to react to <laughs> Pakistani wow. TV shows, video. Yeah, I, I used to live in the Middle East as a flight attendant. Right. So I have a little bit of insight to um, some of the culture. Um, and I've, you know, flown into Pakistan and, you know, living in the Middle East and that sort of thing. Um, so some of it's about the Pakistan army. A lot of it is about Islam. Um, I'm not Muslim. Um, I'm actually an atheist. I'm not against, this is not about religion or anything like that. I am certainly <laughs> not against religion, so I'm not opening up any can of worms. Um, and I definitely made it very, very clear that I'm not looking to convert, And but I'm very respectful of their religion. I have a best friend here who is Muslim, so I'm not, but I'm very open to every religion, but I'm, I'm definitely not looking to um, convert or anything, but I'm open. They show me mm. things and I give both sides. There's some things I won't react to, um, their views on um, homosexuality and that sort of thing. I won't mm. react to that because yeah. I'm very open to that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. react to that, and I don't agree yeah. with it. Um, and 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 the guy that runs the channel is very open to that as well. In in terms mm. of he respects my yes. So oh, I'm very okay. yeah. I'm very careful with so it. So tell yeah, me. 100%. So tell me what's the format of these types of videos. 
Uh, as in what content? Well, and you're just how, pulling how, out your iPhone and going, yeah, like how, how does the yeah. – generally how does it yeah. go? Yeah. So he sends me – also we, we – well, we sort of work off what's trending. So when, when the World Cup was out, um, uh, when Morocco was in the in – the, um, I'm terrible at sport. Was it called the World Cup? I don't even know the soccer. Yeah. Is that Look, right? We have, we, honestly, we have so many similarities uh, you're, you know, yeah. it's like I'm, you've got sort of mirror, <laughs> apart from having a cup of coffee in, in my hand right now, we're practically the same, doppelganging over yeah, here. But yeah. except you're, you're beautiful blonde, I'm grey and oh, no. got the Clooney hey. thing going. Hey, 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 hey. I'm grey all through my hair. I just put a bit of bleach in it. Don't well, worry, because of your crappy well. webcam, I haven't been able to really see that detail. So Yeah, do you know anywhere I could buy some good camera work, some good camera? <laughs> 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 There's so many similarities, though, of what you're saying. I, I was yeah. born and bred Catholic, Catholic. Is that even a word? Catholic. Catholic. So. That's what I should have said. Yeah. yeah. It goes to show. And turn atheist myself. Um, despite my near-death uh, experience, I'm still oh, a solid, solid atheist. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But very respectful also, you know, and, and uh, very, very um, identify with the, f- the, cloudy, the cloudy brain right now. And uh, oh I was sort gosh, of very interested to hear, I guess, what- Do, you, do the- your listeners know about that? No, they don't. Okay. They don't. So no, I'm 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 like I'm open to talking about it. It's just that nobody's really asking sure, sure, the question. Sure. So you know, I guess it's let's, big, let's set thing. the stage. Well, it is a big thing, right? So for for mm, about five weeks mm. ago, I was um, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess this is I the forum, um, but I was deciding that I was trying to be some kind of hero and play the game, which which I always do and did. Of holding my breath underwater, and I'd done three minutes underwater, and I th- successfully and without too much of a fuss, and then I decided which, which you're trained in, so this is not some, well, I, this is not a dare or anything. Let's yeah. let's say that I wasn't trained enough. Um, the four minute, okay. the four minute was the four minute was like, oh, okay, watch me for four minutes, set a timer, and I had fortunately my family around, and I expelled all my air, like right, I depleted everything. Because in my mind, it's like, oh, I want to be low on the water. I don't want to be constantly bobbing up. Wrong move. So when I went down, I felt that, and this is just uh, my brother-in-law's swimming pool, I felt um, immediately strange, uh, uncomfortable, didn't know what it was. Um, and for 30 seconds, oh, I'll persist with it. Did you feel your, euphoric? Was it a bad, uncomfortable no, feeling? No, it wasn't a euphoric. It wasn't a euphoric. It was basically what no, no, now probably my lungs wrong. burning, right? Bleeding. Um, I, I'd kind of done my short burst, 30 short bursts beforehand. So obviously, I, I'd oxygenated the blood, I, I guess, but the lungs had just had nothing to soak up. And it was that epoxy setting in. And before I could do anything about yeah, it, I passed out. Epoxia, mm, yeah. Before I could do anything, I was out and I was under. Now, there's footage of this, which I haven't seen. Um, but I was underwater for at least four minutes. And uh, my daughter, who was swimming around age nine, she found me with That's blood coming nice. out of my mouth underneath the water yeah. in a fetal position type thing and tried to pull me up. I mean, that alone haunts, like is the most haunting thing, yeah. right, to consider, except yeah. I didn't see it. Um, and then another <laughs> friend of hers and then Tough. my brother-in-law was able to, like she alerted Uncle Charlie and he was able to pull me up and start CPR. But apparently, 
it took another four minutes before they could revive me. So there was this eight minute period of everyone scuffling and going berserk and kids like Frankie was around the pool. She was five, right? So all the kids were like scuttled inside and hurried inside where they were out of the way. Um, and the, you know, my brother-in-law did CPR on me and smashed my chest and broken, broken ribs and all of that, which is a normal way to conduct CPR. Mm, um, by the time I came to, it was like I'd been asleep and I'd purged immediately to the point where my eyes almost popped out of my head apparently because I was just heaving up water and blood and mucus and whatever else. This is obviously the most graphic thing I've ever done on the show. Um, but um, And, but and I-, I just want people to know as well, like my reaction right now, Chris has told me this story, so I don't want people to think I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll yeah, exactly, yeah, I know. I was, I was very disturbed when I, I heard this and it tears and I, it's I tell- not nice. Yeah. Yeah, I tell people this story who, who you know, people had cancelled meetings on and stuff, mm. uh, and have now only you know four or five weeks later finally. So, so, so its initial reaction is horrible. So I don't want people to think I'm just going, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Look, honestly, yeah, yeah most, most people are. Mm. You know, it's funny. I, I really didn't expect clients or even prospective clients, mm. the people that I've almost forgotten about by now, because I deal with a lot of a lot of leads and a lot of people and I'm calling of them going, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I was out of action. I was in hospital. Like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, I tell them the story and they're like, you told me, he goes, what the fuck? He <laughs> <laughs> told me, I was like, excuse me? Yeah, sorry I've been a bit absent. I had a knee-death experience. What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, yeah, you did. It's funny because it, the way I see it, because I wasn't there and I don't have that haunting image of me grayed out on the side of the pool, coming to that I don't I don't live that and one thing that's been interesting for me to journey through in the last five weeks is well I need to be considerate that everybody else is living with it not me yes. I, I woke up I had a sleep I woke up with some sort you know bro- sore chest and broken ribs and went into hospital they said I was going to be in there for five days I'm a healthy dude I get out in less than 48 hours bloodshot eyes like crazy would have seen an episode I did a couple of weeks ago with with glasses on because it was pretty horrific um, but now all well, that's that's good, and I'm getting my uh, self on. back into the swing of things, into relatively the same routine I was prior. Except all of the therapists around me are saying, "Oh, when do you think you might get up and run?" And I'm going, "Oh, six weeks," and they're like, "Give it three months," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, all right." And I'm trying to kind of grapple with this lifestyle I had beforehand and not lose all the stuff that I was I was doing, and go, "Fuck," you know, it's. Three months seems like an incredible amount of time, yeah. but I know that I've got brain fog. I know that you know I was on an episode with Brennan last week or the week before, trying to dig up a single word, which was ghetto, by the way. It was a single word <laughs> that I was looking for, and we spent like about thirty to forty seconds trying to dig around this word, trying to get it. And so, I, for that reason, I would acknowledge that there's definitely some cell yeah, it's cell lack like of oxygen and. So, yeah, I've been doing oxygen therapy in in oxygen tanks and chiropractic and other therapy and lots of, um, not medication, but but lots of supplements and bits and pieces to clear all the cells. It's a lifetime thing for Mm. you and, like you said, for the people who witnessed it. And it's, 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 it's traumatic. And I, and, and when Chris told me about this, I was able to give him a perspective of someone who's seen this Mm. from a family member. 
um, we like, and I don't need to go into details only because it's such a long story, but I witnessed this from my brother and my father doing CPR on my brother when I was about 16. And I'm, like I said, I'm almost 50 and this till today still haunts me and it still haunts my brother. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, it, the same is going to be for you or, you know, your kids, but it's something you have to consider, mm. you know, for the rest of your That's life, right. like, because it will be with them. Mm. It will be with them. But the difference is you're a very active and it, it's nothing against my parents, but, you know, all that time ago they didn't know how to react to it and, I, and they sent me to school the next day. I, that's, you yeah. know, because they didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but you, you're a little bit more active. Yeah, no, no. Di- I mean, look, to a certain degree, no different. I mean, obviously we've got access to such great talent around, you know, therapists and psychologists and all this sort of stuff. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. But even with that all into consideration, yes, you're absolutely right that it's not just something you can go, oh, okay, it's all fixed now, everything's better, Chris, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, that, that's my thing. It'll be a thing. story that comes up. It'll be a story that comes up, you know, like, like this is 40 years for me. Mm, that's ago, right, yeah, you know? yeah, And I yeah. still go, I remember this time when, and I still tell the story, it's the same for your kids, mm. like, It'll just come up and they'll go, yeah, you know, this time when my dad was, you know, and I was swimming and I remember it to this yeah. day and there'll be something that just triggers it off. Like, yeah, it's funny, like even with the people that I've mm. I've spoken with and have really not had much to do with but initial prospective type calls because, you know, back into that swing and that role again, mm. have said, oh, yeah, I've like died three times. And like heaps of people have gone through some uh-huh. – level of trauma or whatever, you know, some someone yeah. said, oh, yeah, I t- attempted suicide and this, that, you know, a, a, an overwhelming yeah. amount. I thought it was like a rarity. I think, oh, that's my, this is my story now, you know. I'll have like, I'll finally be able to go up on stage and go, yeah, I've actually got, you know, oh, I died, man. Do you know what I mean? And like, here, here I am. And, you know, that, that pinnacle moment in life yeah. where I, d- I don't feel that that's, um, that's the story yet. I don't actually know what all this means. I do believe that it has a meaning. I believe that it was a reason why my wife, myself, and my brother-in-law were all there uh, at that moment, um, which is which is amazing because ten minutes prior he wasn't home. He was at work, and there was only women around. And there was a strong belief that had it only been them, wow. that I wouldn't have been. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to get me out of the water. I. Feel like they might have, but they are yeah. small Asian women, um, and you yeah. Know, yeah. If they say it, then maybe that's that's the way it might have been. Dead, a dead weight, a dead weight is full of water. It's very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> as well. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Add the water on top of that. <laughs> it's, it, oh, it's not easy. And going back to my flight attendant days, like we used to do training in water, and I am not a strong person, and. When you're dra- we used to have to, you know, drag objects out of water and try and get them up out of rafts. You can't do it. I tried to like even get myself up, you know, when my kids are older now, but like when, when they were doing like, um, just playing on like, they have inflatable things in summer on water up in Yarrawonga. I'm like, I can't even get myself up on that, like out of the water. Like, <laughs> I can't get my own weight up. Yeah. Like, it is so difficult. Like, yeah. it's not an easy thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know how these people do it. So, it is and, – and to do CPR, like we did do training, thank God, I never had to do it. But I've had friends do it. And, unfortunately, the man died and they did it for 40 minutes in the air until they could divert. And 
you know, it, it wasn't, it, it, you know, it wasn't a great thing. Um, my brother, I think I told you, like he he lived through my dad's, uh, no, actually the CPR that damaged him, or it wasn't through my dad, that saved him, but he had CPR after that again because the same it was from asthma for, for your listeners. And I think I told, I was telling you, Chris, like he had to have um, cortisone injections into his diaphragm after that. But the, but the the actual CPR itself, it's very hard on the, like, you know, we had to do CPR training, like 40, 50 minutes an hour to those people get there. And sometimes when the paramedics get there too, they ask you not to stop because you're in a rhythm. Mm. So it just depends on the situation. Like you're a very lucky man. My brother-in-law, I'd, I'd realised afterwards had uh, rescued six other people in his lifetime. Jesus. He's a sparky. It's not like he's a paramedic or anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. So, really? <clears throat> and so he's, he's he done first aid before, has he? Yeah, well, like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's resuscitated wow. two or three others as well. So he's, he's pulled people out of car wrecks and all sorts of stuff. So He's been in the right place right. at the right time. Yeah, so for that, for that reason, you know what I mean? Bless him. Amazing, right? Oh amazing story, gosh. right? An amazing story to tell about this guy's journey. Um, I, for me, woke up and it was like I'd been asleep and I immediately knew what I'd done wrong to the point where the first word that came out of my mouth was sorry. Sorry I fucked up your Sunday Arvo. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was like that. Were the, were the paramedics there by then? Or? It took them a while. I think it took them about 15 minutes. But, again, all will be revealed yeah. once I get my hands on that CCTV. But yeah, I, I'm, Will I'm, you watch it? I, I haven't because I, I, don't have, I don't have access to it. I would watch it definitely um, yeah, just to see what tough. they saw. Do you know what I mean? Get a bit of a glimpse of the yeah. of of the yes, the moment. Yes, put yourself in their shoes. And um, I just I was overwhelmed. I think more about how much care people had for me. Sure. That yeah, uh, of that that I I didn't fully appreciate. Doesn't that put it? Doesn't that put a, a perspective on something? That that's what's the word for? Is it altruism? Where people um, save your life, or, or, or like like your brother-in-law, altruism, where someone will just, in the moment, run to your aid and do what they can without regard to their own safety or their own situation. They're altruistic. They will just. We've all got that in us, oh, and, that, and they will just do that. I, I think we do. Mm. Uh, I think there was there was a lot yeah, of, there was a bit of anger that you know I'd gone and done this and obviously it was an accident. There's no other way, and I unapologetically, of it's, it's, I just can't. Of I can't course. say, oh yeah, man, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I was like, well, the reality is it was an unfortunate incident, and the so everyone played a lot of scenarios for the first couple of days, and I thought, well, what if the scenario was some drunk driver basically plows their car through the fence and the things all smashed up? He's gonna, my brother-in-law is gonna jump on the bloody car, rip open the fucking door, get in there and exactly. pull that person out exactly. like a hero, right? Like a bloody exactly. s- super <laughs> super Wong, <laughs> and he's gonna resuscitate exactly him in exactly right. the same way. I'm sure, you know, because we exactly because they, we care they're going about- to do that. We, we care about each other as humans, right? And obviously, the, the stakes are the stakes are higher. You know, the brother-in-law, and he doesn't want to see his sister be a widow exactly. and all that. That's um, 
But of, but I do. Of course, that's what you do. Yeah. So I don't know what it all means. And, right and, now, and you know, Chris, you you would do the same thing yeah, to him. So hundred percent. Don't don't feel bad about the situation. I remember, and I think I told you this in the phone call. My brother sat up after he came to life after my my dad resuscitated him, and the first, he was like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry." He was just grey, and he was just saying sorry, and it's the first thing he could think of, and it was like. In my mind, we were like, why is he saying sorry? Yeah. We don't care. Like it wasn't even about that, but of course you're going to say that. But we would do the same thing for him and you would do the same thing for your family. Like it's not it's not about that. And, it, you know, it just reminds me when I was about 20 years old and in a fish and chip shop with a girlfriend and there was an old man in there and he was like, oh, so, you know, when's my fish and chips going to be ready? And in the start, this the man that owned the shop was so rude to him. And I stepped in and I'm like, don't be rude to him. He's an old man, you know, like and then this. Fish and chip owner was like, get out, you rude customers. No and I'm like, for you. come with me. And I'm like, you know what you do? Like, they're super Nazi. And I stuck up for this old man. <laughs> and I was like, come with me. I'm going to get you some takeaway. Like, because I thought, you can't be rude to this old man. Like, that's altruism. You know, that's what people do. And there's your a, life's involved. There's an overuse no of the word sorry. You know, if you. If you're in a is. Kmart and you push the trolley near someone, it's like, sorry. And it's like, wow, what what have we be what like what have we become to use this language in this in this way? It's it's like it's well, I'm not sorry. And we we It's like when you're apologizing to someone, like um it's like someone someone hurt me very, very deeply, someone that, that I knew for thirty years and um I she was a really good friend of mine. She had a brain tumor and um best friend and um, I raised $135,000 to save her life, got her into Charlie Teo. This is before the controversy and everything. And he literally saved her life. And I don't, I'd like to say it was the brain tumor afterwards. Her husband never liked me. And because I think I showed him up, like a Z and he didn't do oh, anything. Yeah. And the pressure of him, he, he's a loser. I'm just going to say it. he's an absolute loser. And anyway, and she kind of turned on me afterwards and I walked away and I thought, I can't, I can't put up with this, Chris. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to. And I thought, no, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, like, I took that back and it was like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to like what I'm going to hear. And I took that back and I said, you're not going to like what I'm going to hear, but I'm walking away because I I just put my life and my business and my kids on hold for this. Yes. And I raised, like, so and I took those words back. Yes. I told, I'm not sorry because yes. I'm not going to put up with this. And you know what, Chris, it wasn't that you've got this tumour and whatever because you're completely fine now. Because you just went out drinking for seven hours with your neighbours. This is not about you and your brain tumour. This was that your husband is an absolute loser who did nothing for you and didn't like the fact that I sh- I I stepped in because I just had to do this for you. And the pressure that he put on you, but he doesn't like anyone. He put you know he's he's a narcissist, so he's isolated the family and all that. And there's more to it, right? And unfortunately. I'm just the next person that he's isolated her from, and this was the perfect forum mm. to do it in, right? Mm. But I just thought I can't have this. Mm. It's, it, but I wouldn't swap it for anything. Yeah. I needed to. I, I wanted to save her life, yeah. right? But the, when you said the word "sorry," the first thing I went to say to her was, "I'm sorry, but you're not going to like." She said, "Well, what do you mean?" Blah blah blah. And I, I went to say, "Well, I'm sorry, you're not going to like what I'm going to hit here now." But I went. I took. I took that out of it because I'm not sorry. Because mm. that's my power. That's right. You treated me horribly mm, after this mm. you told me i did something illegal no i didn't because gofundme goes into your bank mm. you know uh, i i you know 
actually sorry that you married an asshole. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah, it, it was something that was brought to my attention oh, when I was Chris. What? You okay? Have we lost? I'm still here. I'm still recording. I've lost you. Hang on. Well, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm happened still, there. I'm still recording. My headphones went off. Yeah, great. I can hear you again. Good. You can hear yes, me. Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. When when I, I don't know if my batteries run out, but it did. When my daughters were young, we went through a phase of, oh, what sort of language, you know, are we introducing here? And sorry was one of the words that was used cautiously as well as can't, which I thought Correct. was actually more harsh Correct. Um, more impact than fuck, shit, poop, whatever, whatever. 100%. I mean, my, my kids yeah. understand yeah. probably just through through being in society and and also at school and whatever. That, Correct. Oh, you know, yeah. they're bad words. The bad words, Dad. But I, I, I don't. I again, I. But it's the intention behind you know, it. There's only so many times you can listen to them go. Whatever. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. And it's like, well. It's untrue. You can't do it. Everything that you're saying is exactly. False. It's you're just not giving exactly yourself some right. time and patience to be able to do it. So we we exactly. listen and acknowledge language exactly. beyond just oh the obvious swear words and actually looked at what what type of Chris I love yeah, that yeah yeah what what type it. of what type of how are we appearing to each other oh. you know and how are we Chris mm. what you said before about being similar you've just ticked another thing mm. off honestly. Mm. Um, although my kids are 12 and 14 now and they're like, shut up with your motivation. I'm like, no, no. And I, I, want, and I annoy them and I, 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 I now knock on their door and they're, they're on their iPads talking to their friends or on their phone and I go, Macy, I go, a fish will only grow to the size of a pond. She's like, get out. <laughs> yeah, it's- but it's true. It's, 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 it's the language and it's. You know, if they said, oh, I'm so fucking angry, I'm not going to get angry at that. But if they say, I can't do this test today, I'm so nervous. And I said, well, being nervous isn't a bad thing. doesn't mean you're going to fail your test. That's right. Nervous. Yeah, perspective. 100%. Perspective. It's, it's not. And it's the same going back to what happened to you. It's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, you're going to feel shit about what you saw to dad, that, that happened to dad. doesn't mean it's going to, you yeah. know, it doesn't mean that it's going to That's right. determine your life. Like, I... Um, When when my daughter, I only discovered this several days later, but when my daughter found me and I realized that the younger kids were involved and all of that, obviously it was pretty shocking and concerning and stuff. And immediately I thought, what, what, so, so you you could immediately say, oh man, a nine-year-old, you know, pulling you out while your blood's coming out. Oh, you know, it's like, well, hang on a sec. Let's reframe that for a second because we actually don't know what yeah. her life will be for any of the kids in exactly. any situation. So let's let's just sort of squash that for a second and let's let's look at what she could be as a result. Okay, well she's had a yeah, she's let, had a, let her tell yeah, you she's had a dad that's actually yeah. healthy and fit and back to, back to to life. Does yeah. that then? Because she's going to she's going to make a decision based on you. Like if you're in bed and you're not coping, you've got anxiety. She's going to say. Okay, this experience was yeah. Bad. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the key point here is that I didn't die, and I'm back. And her, she, she acknowledged that something bad happened, but the outcome was good. 
right? So now now it's up yeah. to her to piece all that together in, in her her right. way. But and it's, how she frames it's it. It's very easy for us to all sit back and assume that uh, what's going to happen for the future. Yeah, and, and I, I know that I said that to you and I know that I said that about my experience, but and that does, and, and I also said to you, like, it doesn't mean that your kids are going to go through that. And I think the difference was that I didn't get the opportunity to, I got it swept under a carpet. Mm. I didn't get the opportunity to go, well, how do you feel mm. about it? I didn't understand mm. what yes. happened and I didn't understand my feelings. But do, do you know, do you remember Elizabeth Smart in America? No. Uh, okay. Um, you, you probably remember the case. So she was kidnapped for four, I think, she 14 days or six? I can't remember. Look up the case. So she was kidnapped. It was a religious cult, I think, to people. Um, and obviously they sexually abused her and she was found alive. Um, and when she was found, her mum said, okay, Elizabeth, we're gonna, you're, I'm going to give you two choice. You either let this ruin your life or let, you, let it empower you. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a really famous case, I think, when I was a teenager, uh, Elizabeth Smart. So if you look it up, now she she's now gone on to do like TED Talks right. and everything. And there's a really famous TED Talk about that. And she said, my mum sat me down the first day. She brought me home from the from the FBI and she was bought in and sat me down. The very first thing, she gave me a hug and she said, I'm so glad you're home. And she said, I'm going to give you a choice now. Not, not that she didn't make sure she was okay, but she said, we're, now we've got to work on this. And her story is absolutely amazing. She had a horrific thing done to her, but she was found alive. Um, and yeah, you got to watch that. It was really interesting. So she now that's that's her life now. Mm. She goes around and she talks, and she did yeah, really amazing mm. TED talk. And I think it's everything in life. I think it's. Um, I did a post on this today on my profile actually, and one of the sayings that I really like is the same water will soften the potato, will harden mm. the egg. The same water. Mm. It's yeah. It's how it is. So how are how are yeah. you? Because uh, I hear that you've had a bit of a uh, bit of physical, emotional brain zaps. Yeah, yeah. tell me more about that. So to give Chris's uh, audience a bit of insight, I actually forgot about this interview, and I feel really terrible. I've made some really bad mistakes lately. So yeah, um, I didn't have a big chance to explain to Chris when he rang me. I said, "Please don't tell me," and he said, "Yeah, it was today." So I had this really strange thing going on in my brain, but I'm completely fine. I had an MRI and I'll explain the situation. I could hear electricity in my brain and I started to feel this electrical current and I've had it for a while and I just thought, okay, because I've been getting really bad migraines, maybe something's up, um, you know, inching close closer to 50, a bit of menopause maybe, you know, pre-menopause or something like that, but um when I could start to hear it and it sounded like, um, so if you could hear like I've got some vitamins here, like a, you know, like a noise and I was like, what's that? It's a bit weird. And then I started like to pick up a pen and it wasn't that my memory was going like a old age thing. It was like literally I could not work out how to pronunciate something. So I, and I couldn't work out how to draw an A and I started thinking, I forgot that Bruce Willis disease, you know, he was forgetting actually how to talk and I, I literally thought something, okay, that's it, something's really, really wrong. And um, so over probably the last month and a couple of clients had noticed things and said, you're not on your game, like I'd missed some really bad, I made some really bad mistakes. So I went to the doctor and I got an MRI and 
put you in that mm. coffin, which is pretty overwhelming. No, I don't know no. if you've had one, but um, yeah. Um, but I just got in it and I thought, okay, I can freak out or I can pretend I'm on Emirates first class and just think I'm in one of those pods. So <laughs> I just, because uh, I used to work for Emirates, so I just thought, okay, I'm just in one of those pods. So I just closed my eyes and just uh, pretended I was on Emirates first class and I was listening to the turbulence or something. Anyway, so that was fine. Um, and they obviously don't tell you if you've got a brain tumour or something and, you know, you want to know. So I just was a bit strategic and I got out. He goes, well, I can confirm you've got a brain. I'm like, well, that's something. Um, so I said to him, look, I know you can't tell me anything, but do I need to call my doctor today? And he's, or can I wait for my specialist appointment, which was pretty quick. They got me, you know, because I, I, I said, look, get me into someone privately in Melbourne so I can get in a bit quicker. He said, no, you can wait. So I knew, okay, I don't have mm. a tumour. Um, yeah, it just ended up being the electricity in my brain. So um, I've started some anti-seizure drugs and um, a pretty high dose. So those themselves um, have affected my cognition, but those side effects are wearing off. But already a huge difference, Chris. So I'm not up to full mm. dose yet, but um, so this weekend I did have a migraine, but it was a lot mm. better. And I just have to tell people, look, I'm a bit yeah. out of it at the moment, a bit more ditzy mm. than usual, but it was a really strange experience and it was quite frightening. I thought something was, you know, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe I am going to end up in a nursing home early. Like um, maybe I've got something dementia or something you know I, could, I couldn't work out how to write the letter a yeah. I'm, I'm it wasn't just that it wasn't on the tip of my tongue i actually didn't physically yes. know what the word yeah. was do you find it was just that do you find when it. you talk to people there's a uh, i mean look as a generalization a high level of compassion from people like they're they're obviously what you're talking about is you know pretty significant like do you find that people are kind of like oh my god really oh are you okay you know it's like yeah a little bit but i think i make it worse because i try and laugh it off and then i look ditzy a little bit well, that's like you that's how I you cope go, with what you're doing yeah but, you know, so it's not it's, i think it's a little it's bit me. here nor there and again you were you were you were using yeah. some of that type of language um Prior to our call, in that fluster, in that flustered moment, exactly. your immediate ex expiration or your oh my yeah, god, yeah, that's oh my right. God. It was like I'm yeah. a loser. I'm, I'm, you know, and and this is oh my god, I'm a loser. This is the type of thing that I sometimes <laughs> yeah. I hear of that more than than I sometimes. Yeah, I was very very aware of that type of language, particularly when I'm on camera training people and and all of that. And I'm like, well, the reality yeah, is course. you're not a loser. The reality is you don't need to be apologetic. The reality is the reality, right? Yeah, you, I know. Did, you, you had this particular situation. Yeah. You are coping it with it the way that you would cope in, in this particular scenario. That's it. That's you. You, you yeah. do you. Uh, that's, there's no, nothing. That's it. And you can't do anything more about it. And no, I appreciate that, Chris. And I think, um, look, I got onto it really quickly and I feel like it's, it's started, like it was a bit hard on the weekend because I was like, no, like not this again. Like, but it, um, these drugs seem to be working really quick. And look, a lot of people were like, oh, maybe it's your diet. I'm like, no, it's not my freaking diet. There's something wrong in there. And 
I need these drugs mm. and they're already mm. helping. Like, um, yeah, and but you know what it's like when you're really busy and I've got dreams of a big empire and I'm, I'm damn well doing it and nothing's getting in my way. No electricity in my brain's going to fix Yeah, well, I mean, the know, body's, the body's electric. So, I mean, that even to saying exactly. <laughs> you know, it requires electricity. The body yeah. is electric, right? That's why we, they talk about grounding and getting your feet on the ground and recharging and all that type of stuff. I know. Um, the weird, have you ever heard no. it? Like when you can hear something, no. brain, it's the weirdest thing. And I was like, it's, it's, I can't explain. And you can actually feel it. Think of it like... Initially, it started off like a flutter, like a butterfly was in my head. I was like, that's a bit weird. But then it became like if you were to look at like a flock of birds and there's hundreds of birds, right, and you know how like you see birds and then they all Mm -hmm. change direction at once? That's what it would feel like Mm. in my head. That's the only way I could describe it. And then that noise of like Mm. that and it was Mm. perfect. Mm. And I was like, this is Mm. weird. I was like, that's a bit odd. One of the. And, like, I thought, I don't want to tell anyone that. They're going to think I'm a bit crazy, but I was like, oh, I've got to go to the doctor. But it's okay. It's it, it's it's actually it's nothing that's going to kill me. One of the one Just, of the things uh, is, you know, yeah. with the lifestyle that um, I was creating, which was, right, fucking let's give this a good crack. I got, we're onto something here. Let's keep the finger on the thing. And, you know, yes. I was not high intensity, yeah. but I think with, you know, you looked at my calendar weeks prior to, my um accident and it was you know there's fucking you couldn't slot any free time in there right it was just like chock chockers and that was that was the way i was running things you know up uh, up exercising i got my rhythm going i got my steps and particular steps i got my all of my little rituals right lemon water in the morning and you know ice i'll ice bath three three times a week and really ripping into it i saw i saw that on yeah so that's an old video that's that's a pretty old video so i i was i had been ice bathing three times a week myself here at the house um, which I don't think is related, by the way. It's not related to to what I had done. It's just that no, I think it scared Susan a little no. bit. She was like, "Oh, you're not ice bath, and let me go put some steaks in that freezer of yours." And I'm like, "Oh, really?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're not going to be doing any of that shit." And I'm like, "Oh, okay then." So I just kind of let her get, you know, sort of like do her thing, like whatever you need. It's not like I need to urgently do that. But uh, one of the things I was struggling with is my dad passed away when he was 80, and I was going, "Well, my goal was not to." put the ceiling of 80 on my life in and i said this to one of my therapists and he was like well yeah but you almost you almost didn't make halfway or whatever i'm 47 just you almost didn't make it and i'm like yeah okay good point you know so the universe has this way of and this is maybe something for you to consider as has its way to polarize you and push you and and pull you in certain areas if things are getting too fucking frantic it's like yes. well okay you yes. either, either get sick you either get fucking hit by a car because you weren't watching where you were walking or whatever the fuck in my case right um just complete fucking idiot and didn't think uh logically about not only yeah. not only holding yes. my breath and doing that while uh, in the pool there, you know, yeah. inexperienced in, in, you know, doing it. I hadn't done it for a long time. Yeah. But also the consideration while my wife had been saying to me, basically reading between the lines, Chris, don't be a dick, watch Frankie swim across the water because she's only five and she's, you know. And I was like, yeah, 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 Frankie's fine. You know, there's enough people around. Complete 
completely ignorant to what could have happened. And of course, nobody would ever think to go, yeah. oh, hold my, and you I'll hold my breath. Oh, I'm going to fucking pass out and have all this drama, right? N- not in a million years, right? It's holding my breath. And I've done it weeks before with kids, yeah. uh, with, with the kids, yeah. me and the kids. And um, not in a million years would I ever thought that would lead to something as, as severe as this. And here you are. So, yeah. what has it said yeah. to me that maybe whilst I'm ambitious about what we're trying to achieve, particularly with the whole DIY program and all that, that they're, they're, that I'm always now reminded of what could be uh, a very, very qu- swift um, change to that plan. And the, ultimately change. that's death. <laughs> that's the worst yeah. case, right? Where, where it's like, okay, it's all for shit. Uh, now it's like basically end of the line. Um, Hello. Yeah, it's 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 funny, and and it's like I've I've listened to all these stories of people like going, oh, did you see a light? And all these religious people go, oh, did you see the thing and the floating angels and all that sort of stuff? And I was like, no, I saw black, and I woke up, and that was it, you know. And maybe that's my um my non-religious uh, you know atheist self speaking, but but 100%. I didn't see any of that. And so what 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 I and, and was funny your, because when yeah. I spoke to people about this, they were going, oh well, um, you know, it attempted suicide and that. And I said, I don't know how you attempting is not even a thing like I fucking held my breath and almost died like so for people like jumping off buildings and fucking crashing their car and, and still surviving like the worst possible case like I survived taking all I those know. pills you know it's like well um mm. you could be a cat I could be this could be you one could be of eight more lives I got left yeah yeah um yeah but I, it could be <laughs> And that's why your brother-in-law is well, in I your life. I think about this. It's like, oh, God, I, I'm kind of like walking down the street and I'm going, oh, this car looks like it's going to crash and then I've got to be the one to go and like, <laughs> oh, it's my thing. It's like it's been passed over now and it's my thing to now go and save eight lives, you know, resuscitate and pull people out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's take – I think I should I just take it. this day by day, oh. I think. But, uh, yeah. So – Mm. I love it, Chris. A very good message. A very yeah, good I, message. Look, and it's going to unfold. You know, I, I don't think. I think just I I'm not. Let it unfold. I, I don't, I'm not emotional with it. Do you know what I mean? And and it's mm. um I'm I'm just very aware of the impact that it's had and the ripple effect of those that are around me. And I, and I I just need to be mindful of that every day. Even what I'm saying here on a podcast. If they were to listen to this story, yeah. they would probably be like. What's he fucking going on about that right now? Like it's too soon and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean. But it's your journey. It's your journey. And like you said, you have to let it unfold. And I, even, even my experience, like what I'm saying, what happened to me and me viewing it and how I dealt with it is completely different to how your kids are going to deal with it. It doesn't. You just have to let it unfold yeah. it as it is and deal with it as it, how, how it comes out. It may not even be an That's issue. Right. They may even go, "Oh yeah, I kind yeah. of remember that day." Yeah. You don't yeah, even I'm- know. You don't even know. Oh, was that the day? I yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. remember that. They may not even and that's, remember that's it. that's the thing. My wife's overly heightened about her, you know, the relationship the, with Frankie, who's five. So very like, oh, she's not yeah. coping. And it's like, well, I don't I don't see it like that. Like I see a fairly well-adjusted yeah, kid that's just got the same little nuances that yeah. any other five-year-old would have. Yeah, I wants to come in and sleep with mummy and all that. Like. I don't see yeah, the, don't the aggressive version of what she sees. And I think she's just framed it in a completely different uh, way because yeah. she still is carrying around that grayed out dead version of her husband and walking around like he doesn't exist now. Yeah. And 
And then she, yeah, of course, and she's worried that she's really hoping that her kids don't see it that way. Mm. She's worried. So time, time will take. Yeah, time will. I understand. But um, but yeah, it's. Yeah. We're all glad thank that you, you're thank still you. here. Yes, and um. Thank you for the listeners. If you if you are really glad, then fucking tell me what this podcast is doing. Share, share like, comment. <laughs> fucking tell me. I've been doing this for three years and still. And this is where this is our next part of our <laughs> our uh, conversation because I initially I wanted to bring Melissa on because I was super fucking pumped to listen to somebody that was absolute gun on the social, like just crazy new. Yes. And I screwed no, no, it up. No, no. I screwed it up, and I promise I'll come back again, and and I'll, I'll get the sound a bit better, <laughs> well, and I won't drop my headphones, and I'll actually remember. <laughs> That's exactly right, and I'll remember that I'm doing the podcast because my drugs would have kicked in. Because I would love to talk to your listeners about some really easy strategies and the quickest way to grow, and it's not going to, you know, let let's do something let's like do that, Chris, because. I could talk well, forever let's, on let it. Us, and, and, and now we've, yeah, we've got all of the brain freeze. And I won't we've forget got brain next fro- time. frog to death stuff out of that's the that's the podcast now. It's done. Let's wrap it all up. Okay, <laughs> not to be spoken out again. Let's turn up. Let's yeah, turn up alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that. That's that's great. No, that, that yeah. sounds really great. Look, and yeah, you know right. that that episode with Melissa is is to, yet to come. I, I'm particularly interested in listeners understanding what's possible in the world of social. We're all very fixated on the. The big, the big five, or whatever the the standard ones. Um, Melissa has has opened my yeah, eyes to a whole bunch of yeah. other activities, and she's just so active and so on it. And I, I just love oh, love seeing what she's I doing it. and uh, what it's doing for her in terms of monetizing and all that. So let's pick her brains yeah. on another episode. Yeah, we'll do that, and I'm going to remember to turn up this time <laughs> and not beat yourself <laughs> up about it if you don't. Yes, yes, and drop my headphones. So, yeah, we'll do it and I'll have some better quality stuff and I would love to do that. And thank you so much and thank you to your listeners and uh, make sure you go and watch that video that I saw because that is freaking epic. Like, seriously, I'm watching that thinking I could actually hormonally (laughs) cry because that was awesome. Like, seriously. Love your work. Can't wait for the next next show. All the best. Love it. Thank you. Love it, love it. Thank you so much.